0: This is Rabbi Sharon Brous, Rabbi at Ikar, where we are dedicated to reinvigorating Jewish community, ritual, and learning, all while laying the foundation for a just and loving society. You're listening to Ikar's sermons and talks, just the good stuff. We hope you'll enjoy. Thank you for your support. I am very excited to welcome up my friend, my colleague, and my teacher, um, in from out of town, Rabbi Kayla LaBelle, to offer some words of Torah. Hello, friends. (laughs) I feel so immensely grateful to be back here with all of you. I watch and I listen faithfully uh, from afar, but it is thrilling to be here in person with you again and to be able to pray and grieve and celebrate in real time here with you. I've been looking forward to celebrating Maribel becoming Bat Mitzvah with my dear friends Meredith and Nick and Beau, And to, of course, to Rabbi Tzedok's and Sarah's wedding for months. I've been looking forward to this. For months, but I could not have imagined how comforting it would be to be here this Shabbat after the massacre in Uvalde and during this time of war and dystopia in our country. Like you, I've been oscillating between wrenching sorrow and incredulous rage, between fear and paralysis, between the urge to retreat and give up. And the desire to get out and do something, anything, to end the madness that allowed the deadliest shootings in recent history to happen after we've been through this hundreds of times before. I don't have definitive answers today, and I'm not going to try to give them in this Devar Torah. But I am grateful to be with you and to have a place to feel and pray all of this and to remember that goodness and beauty and peace and justice are possible. The main reason I'm here is to celebrate, to celebrate. And so, in honor of Maribel and in honor of my friend and my mentor, our beloved Rabbi Sadok, who's getting married tomorrow, a little devartara. If you're keeping track, as Rabbi Kasher said, of the Jewish calendar or reading your emails from IKAR, you know that the festival of Shavuot comes one week from tonight, exactly 50 days after Passover, our celebration of liberation. Shavuot is the celebration of revelation, the giving of Torah. Like the other festivals of Passover and Sukkot, Shavuot was, in biblical times, an agricultural festival, a celebration of harvest and bounty. And it's also the Chag when we read Megillat Rut, the Book of Ruth, which is a story that took place during this season between the harvests of Pesach and Shavuot. I must admit that over the years I have somewhat dismissed the Book of Ruth as an innocent pastoral tale. There's like hardly any drama that all the people are good, kind people, like why would you pick this up and read it? But, and I've also referenced it um, when when I'm sponsoring conversion candidates. Um, I mostly reference it to talk about the Moabite Ruth's conversion to Judaism. But in the past several weeks, I've been reading Ruth more closely and discovering that the relationship between Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, Offers us truly nuanced wisdom about love and about family. The incredibly short four-story four-chapter story begins in a state of scarcity and loss. A famine drives Nomi, her husband, and her two sons, their two sons to leave Bethlehem and sojourn in Moab. You can hear the echoes of the stories of the matriarchs and patriarchs, Sarah and Abraham and Jacob and his sons who also had to flee famine in a foreign land. And it's in Moab that Nomi's husband Elimelech dies. Her sons go on to marry Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. And soon after, both sons die too. After living in Moab for a decade, Nomi leaves to return to Bethlehem, where the famine has ended. Her daughters-in-law go with her, but she urges them to go back to Moab, thanking them and blessing them and saying, Shovna benotai, my daughters, return, return. Why should you go with me? And she says, I have nothing to offer you. I'm too old to get married, too old to have children, I'm not able to produce any more sons for you, so why would you stay with me? And the women weep together, all of them bereaved. And while Orpah kisses Naomi goodbye, Ruth Davkaba, Ruth still clings to Naomi. And that's where she speaks her iconic words of loyalty and faith, these you might know. She says, Ruth says to Naomi, don't ask me to leave you to stop following you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I'll be buried. So may God do to me, and let only death separate me from you. Seeing how determined Ruth is, Naomi relents, and they go to Bethlehem together. I find this exchange between these women incredibly profound. First of all, it's unlikely that Ruth and Naomi would have known each other at all. Naomi had only come to Moab because of the famine. She is a Jew, and Ruth is a Moabite. And historically, there was deep-rooted hatred and strife between their tribes. And on top of all that, they are mother and daughter-in-law a relationship that throughout human history has threatened to be fraught and even an antagonistic relationship. But against all of these odds, Ruth, Davkaba, she still clings to Naomi. And consider what Naomi just told Ruth. I have nothing material to give you. I am bereft. You won't get any benefit from staying with me. And still, despite that, Ruth says, I'm staying with you. You're not going to be able to push me away. I am staying, and I'm going to go with you to this land that is foreign to me. So consider this. When someone is telling you, I'm bereaved, I've got nothing to give, leave me. It's hard to stay when someone's depressed in a dark place and they say to you, just leave me alone. I've got nothing. You you don't want anything to do with me. I, I can't pour from this empty cup. I mean, what do you want with me anyway? Just please go. Wouldn't it just seem easier to let them be? We think to ourselves, I'll talk to her when she's cheery again. I'll come back when she's made it through this rough patch. But Ruth is teaching us that love means you stay. Love means you follow and you remain present with them in the darkness. She teaches us that love means staying present even when there's no material benefit to staying. You stay with them because you see the other person's humanity and you want them to be well. And Ruth teaches us that families, Maribel and I, we did not coordinate our dress out, but it's kind of incredible that she drew this blessing from Bechukotai and I'm drawing it from the book of Ruth. Ruth teaches us that families are built in many ways and that they're built by love. Yes, the family Ruth and Nomi had in Moab was lost but she still considers Nomi her family. And together they go and create a new family in Bethlehem that both honors their mutual love for their loved ones and allows them both to continue their family legacy. When Nomi and Ruth first arrive in Bethlehem, Nomi's friends greet her excitedly. But she insists that they no longer call her Naomi. She says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Bitterness, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. And she says, I went away full, and the Holy One has brought me back empty. But it is Ruth and her barrier-breaking love for Naomi that takes Naomi from a state of total emptiness to one of fullness and blessing. Ruth literally, when they arrive in Bethlehem, she literally goes and gleans from the fields to bring her and Naomi food to eat. And by the end of the story, if you know it well, Ruth and Boaz, a relative of Naomi's, they have a child named Obed. And Naomi, after thinking she is completely bereft and empty and has nothing, at the end she's blessed with a grandson. She thought her family would look and feel one way, but she discovers love and abundance and fulfillment in a way she never would have expected. And we see at the end of the story that Obed is not just any kid. He's going to be the progenitor, the ancestor of David, of King David, who we are told by our rabbis and in the tradition, would one day lead, to his his children would one day be the Moshiach, the Messiah, the one who would bring ultimate peace. So it's Ruth's act of loyalty, devotion, in times of the most darkness, this individual act of love that could and still might lead to ultimate redemption. On this day, when we ourselves are bereft and also celebrating marriage and bat mitzvah and family. May Maribel and Rabbi Tzedok, Harav Ronit Naomi, right? And her beloved Sarah and Noah be blessed with love and abundance with the ris- and with the wisdom of Ruth, knowing that love is transcendent and love is a choice, a choice that we have to make every day regardless of what life may bring and that choosing love is brave and it will yield overflowing abundance and fulfillment. Mazel Tov and Shabbat Shalom. Hi, it's Rabbi Brous again. Thank you so much for listening. Want more content like this? I hope you'll subscribe and please. Consider making a contribution to IKAR so we can continue to work toward the fulfillment of our mission to reanimate Jewish life, to embody moral courage, to nurture the spirit and to work to decipher what it means to be a human being in the world today. Visit our website at IKAR.org. That's I-K-A-R.org. And I hope to see you maybe even in person sometime soon.